tell they're gonna be upset with me? Right, they are. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love, love it. it. I love. See, the thing is this: I live for myself. Right. I live for myself. I do what I want to do when I want to, how I want to. Right. I'm not a follower. You know, when everybody else they say, "Oh, they," everybody gonna boycott. I say, guess what? Well, this boy gonna get on the yacht and live life. Right, right, right. But you don't feel that they were disrespectful making the, the, the balakavla, the blackface? My thing is this. We all know racism still exists. But that's not going to stop my drive. I got friends from all walks of life. And to me, of course, black lives matter first. But my thing is this. I'm going to continue to go out there, live life, and be happy and be positive. Okay. I wear what I want to wear when I want to and how I want to. Nobody can stop my drive, and nobody's going to tell me what to wear and what not to wear. Because half of the people that's on social media saying, don't wear this, don't wear that, I ain't never seen none of them supporting the money team. In most cases, it's a self-esteem problem. You know, most of us, not all of us, um, we we don't buy these things because they're high quality. We don't even test the quality. Um, we buy it because rich white people wear that shit. And we feel like if we wear the same shit rich white folks wear, then it makes us better people. And that's some bullshit. I'm a god and I know I'm a god when I'm butt fucking naked. This is the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This is your host, Scott. As you could, well, first of all, that first clip was courtesy of TMZ. That second clip was courtesy of the social media of Mr. David Banner. Thank you for tuning in. Gucci has been in the news lately. Man, oh, man. It's been talked about. <laughs> it's been talked about agnosium. I'm not going to rehash what you probably have heard over the last week or so. I understand that the Gucci boy, the Gucci, I'm sorry, boycott is going on, and a lot of people have different feelings about what certain celebrities have said or what they're doing. You know, Kodak Black, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. A lot of time and energy <laughs> has been put into that. What I will say is this broadcast, I'm not going to rehash that. I really want to get into the psychology of how these high-end luxury brands have been able to integrate themselves into black culture. And why, as a people, black people specifically, why do we put such a high value on these high-end luxury brands? Hmm, why do we do that? One thing I will say about the first clip I play courtesy of TMZ on Floyd Mayweather is that I feel like it's very interesting and I'm not just picking on Floyd but certain black people will say how a hey, black lives matter I'm down for my people black first but then when it comes down to standing up for your people or going shopping at Gucci is well I'm gonna do what I want to do and I'm you know when they say boycott this boy gonna get on a yacht it's it's, it's interesting to me that Certain people are so down and black first and black power and black lives matter. But then when it comes down to buying that Gucci belt or buying those Gucci shoes, it's somehow that all of a sudden becomes a little bit more important. That's 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 interesting. But like I said, I'm not going to harp on that. I'm really interested in how 
these high-end luxury brands, how did they integrate themselves in black society? It's in the music. It's in the lexicon. It's, it's in the fashion. It's all over the culture. The hit rap group Migos, I believe one of their biggest songs, or what I say, one of their first big hits was Versace, Versace, Versace with, uh, with Drake. Cardi B, she's had a lot of success lately. Congratulations to her. Her smash hit, Bodak Yellow, she she has a verse in there that says, these are expensive. These are red bottoms. Everybody knew what that meant. There's a popular rapper named Gucci Mane. That's that's his name. Um, me personally, look, I, I don't have Gucci. I don't have Versace. I don't have, you know, I never bought anybody red bottoms. But I know what these things are. I know what these things mean because I'm connected to black culture. Uh, Balenciaga, Prada, Louis Vuitton, various high-end luxury brands that I I can't afford. You know, I don't have any $900 sweaters. I don't have any $1,400, $1,500 sneakers. But I know what these things are because I'm connected to black culture. And these high-end luxury brands, they're, they're so popular amongst my people that I, I I know what they are right I know what Versace is I know what Gucci is I know what Louis Vuitton is I know what Prada is I know what these things are I know what these things mean when a lot of our celebrities that, that we look to they promote these brands very often so we all know what these things are but why as a people do we put such a high value on these high-end luxury brands now maybe I'm showing my age when I was coming up, the thing was Jordan, Polo, Timberland. That was the the in style look. Um, now they were a little bit pricey, but they weren't out of reach. Like you could go to the mall and get you some Jordans or a Polo shirt or a fresh pair of Tims. A little bit pricey, but not out of reach. Nowadays, these high end luxury brands, man, so one shirt can cost like eight nine hundred dollars. Um, that Gucci sweater that got a lot of backlash deservingly so where they was mocking the blackface i believe that sweater was nine hundred dollars um, a lot of these uh high-end purses that the women wear the red bottom shoes these things cost thousands of dollars and i was like man like when i was really looking at it and really think about it i was like okay how do we go from 150 to 200 dollars sneakers and boots and you know, sixty dollar polo shirts to nine hundred dollar sweaters and fifteen, sixteen hundred dollar purses and two thousand dollar shoes. I'm like, I, that that's a hell of a jump within a short time just for being fashionable. And how do we adopt these things? Cause none of these clothing brands, they're not black owned. They really don't represent black people, they really don't represent black culture. So I was just thinking, like, how how do we adopt these things as being cool? And I think David Banner said it right. We imitating what rich white people do. But before I really get into that, let's really break down the next clip. Uh, let me set it up. There is was a short film produced in 1954 called Selling to the Negro. Now, this film was produced for retail and marketing executives in the 1950s on how to sell their products and market their brands 
to black people specifically. All right. And one of the interesting things about this was they involved sales psychologists, people who study the sales patterns of consumers in specific groups and to really focus on how they buy and why they buy in order to market their products to them. So you got sales psychologists, professionals who study sales pattern, a sales pattern of a specific group of people for a living involved in this film. And they really break down why black people buy what they buy. Now, this is a little dated. Came out in 1954. But the portion of this film I'm going to play, it's really, it, it stands true today. It's influential today. Influential, probably not the word I'm looking for. It's relevant. It's relevant today. Uh, the clip I'm going to play, and we're going to break it down, and we are going to get into it. I'm not going to play the whole thing. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, How to Sell to the Negro. I'm going to play a portion of it, and let's really break that down and get into the psychology of how these brands have integrated itself into black culture. But we all know that before you can sell to customers, you've got to get to know them. You must understand something about them. What do the Negro customers buy? Why do they buy? How do you sell to them? Let's find out. Let's hear the opinion of men who have spent a lifetime studying the buying habits of customers the world over. Here is what sales psychologists have to say about selling to the Negro. The secret of selling to the Negro is expressed in one word. That word is recognition. Now, there's nothing unusual about that. People want to be recognized. They need recognition. That's basic in all of us. But perhaps because he's had so little of it, the Negro needs even more. He needs to feel important and appreciated. This need is a very real and important one. It shows up even in many of the Negro's shopping habits. Anyone who sells or wants to sell to the Negro customer should know about some of these habits. Three habits in particular play a big part in every sales transaction. To begin with, most Negroes buy by brand. They ask for products by name. They're quick to turn down off brands. Do you wonder why? Well, listen to what this customer is thinking. Hmm. That last hat I bought just didn't hold up at all. You see, for a long time, the Negro has been sold a lot of shoddy, second-class merchandise. So now he asks for name brands in order to make sure he gets his money's worth. Buying by brand, that's the first important Negro buying habit. Now for the second. The Negro buys good quality merchandise. Symbols of quality and prestige are very important to the Negro customer. This woman, for example, is buying fine crystalware but she is also buying the admiration and approval of her friends and relatives. Listen to her thoughts. My, isn't it beautiful? I can hardly wait to show it to Sally and Joan. It's a well-known fact that many Negro customers are influenced by the opinions of others. What their friends may think of a certain item often decides whether or not the sale is made. So remember, the Negro buys quality merchandise. That's the second important point. And here's the third thing to remember when selling to a Negro customer. 
when he specifically asks for one thing, don't try to sell him something else. Don't try to switch him at the point of sale. If you do, he'll probably react something like this. Doesn't he think I've got the money to pay for it? There's a reason for this reaction. Again, because he's had experience with cheap merchandise, the Negro resents being offered a substitute. He wants to be sold on quality, not price. The Negro buys by brand, he buys quality, and he doesn't like to be switched at point of sale. These are the keys to selling the Negro customer. All right, once again, that clip courtesy of the 1954 film, How to Sell the Negro. That's an interesting title, huh? <laughs> How to Sell the Negro. But let's really get into it. Three things on that short clip that really stood out to me. Hopefully they really stood out to you guys if you were paying attention. The first thing I would like to talk about is they clearly stated in the film that recognition is big with black consumers because they have had so little of it. That's very interesting. Let's let's really talk about this. Psychologically, black people are looking to be accepted by mainstream America. And one tactic that people use is the belief that if I show them by my appearance, by how I dress, what I drive, what I can't afford, I'm not just a regular black person. I have money, I have taste, I know what fashion is, I'm one of you guys, right? That's that's showing them I'm just like you. I'm not the stereo, stereo, stereo <laughs> what am I saying? I'm not the stereotypical Negro that you guys see on television that you read about, look at my fashion. Look at my look at my Gucci. Look at my red bottoms. Look at my Mercedes. I want to be accepted into the mainstream. Once again, they said recognition is big amongst black customers because they've had so little of it. Let's really think about that. Black people have been under a system of oppression for so long. They have they've been deprived of recognition. So they're seeking to purchase it through through brands, through their items. That's what they're saying. Now, mind you, they're selling this to retailers. They're selling, I mean, they're showing this film to retailers. They're telling this to executives on how to sell, how to target black people to sell their merchandise to. Let's really think about that. That's really critical on how these high-end fashion brands became big within black culture because they're not just selling you belts and shoes and shirts. They're selling you on recognition. Point two, the second point that was made in the film that I want to touch on is that they said, and I quote, most black people buy by brand because they have been exposed to subpar service and products. Now let's let's dive into that one. Most black people didn't grow up rich, didn't grow up with high-end luxury brands. A lot of black people came from areas where the services and conditions were subpar by design. Many of us came up with off-brand shoes, off-brand clothing, clothing, off-brand 
cereal because it was what our our parents can't afford. Um, psychologically, you want something of quality because you know it's a good brand. And again, it comes with that. It comes with that recognition. Uh, personally, I have heard black people with with children tell their children, "Hey, listen, I didn't have these type of clothes growing up. I didn't have these type of shoes growing up. You know, I, I wish my father would have bought me some Jordans. I, I wish my parents would have bought me some North Face a North Face coat. I wish my parents would have bought me a Gucci belt. I, I didn't have these things growing up. Look, you got it good." You got an iPhone, you got an iPad, you got name brand, everything. You living a good life. And when I sit down and really think about that, they're really conditioning their children to equate certain brands and products with living a better lifestyle. Now, let's think about that for a second. That's mental conditioning from from within your own home. And that just goes back to what the film said. Most black people buy by brand because they have been exposed to subpar service and products. And a lot of that has been by design. Um, A lot of black neighborhoods have been deprived of certain services, certain resources that white neighborhoods use regularly by design. And that takes a toll on the community psychologically. And that plays a part when it comes to pushing people towards high-end brands. Really plays a part into it. The third and last thing that that clip really got into was that black people put a high value on quality and prestige. Black people are not just buying a product. They are buying the admiration of other black people and that really what it comes down to it that really plugs back into what david banner said in the in the clip it's not that you know gucci or louis vuitton or versace make the best quality stuff it's not that they make the best shirt on the market or the best belt or the best shoes we buy that stuff because we want to be like rich white folk why do you want to be like rich white people it's not that you want to be like them you want to be treated like they're treated You want that respect. You want that admiration. You want to be looked at the same way they are looked at. And really, a lot of black folks go and spend their hard-earned money on these high-end luxury brands just so they can show up other black people. All black people know we know racism exists. We know we live in a system of white supremacy. You know if you got on a $3,000 outfit, if you're a black person in a room full of white people that's got on holy T-shirts, dirty jeans and run over shoes, you still a nigga in a room full of white people. The police is going to treat you different, a whole lot worse than what they treat the rest of them. Don't matter what you driving or how fancy your outfit is. But you also know if you in a room full of black people and you got on a $3,000 outfit and all they got on is dirty T-shirts holy jeans and run over shoes you feel like you better than all these negroes you feel like i'm a whole lot better than y'all look at me look what i got look what you got look at my shoes look at my bag look at my watch look at my car it's almost like i have a one-up and i'm better than all y'all i'm not just the stereotypical negro i'm better than all you guys because of what i'm wearing that's really what it comes down to and that's 
psychologically, man, you can't buy yourself out of oppression. You can't buy yourself prestige. You can't buy yourself recognition. But a lot of people think they can. A lot of people think this is high quality. This means I'm better. And that's really what it comes down to when it comes to how these high-end luxury brands integrated itself into black culture is they made their way in by selling you prestige, by selling you status, by selling you you'll be better if you buy these goods and brands. That's that's the mind trick. And executives know this. Psychologists know this. They've known this for a long time. Mind you, this clip I just played came out in 1954. It's not a secret. They know, right? Uh, within the past week, we've heard various celebrities, uh, black celebrities, and their boycott of Gucci come out and say, hey, we made this stuff hot. Hey, we spent a lot of money on this stuff. You know, we we put this stuff into the culture, which is true. A lot of stuff that's hot because we made it hot. We made Jordans hot. We made certain designer bags hot. We made certain designer brands hot. We made it hot. But why did we do that? Because we're trying to prove that we better than the image of us that's portrayed and that's got to come from really a grassroots level look you can't buy yourself out of oppression like i like i said before so i just wanted to take this broadcast just to break down the psychology and really dive into why we put such a high value on these luxury brands and hey like i said the purpose of me doing this broadcast is to not make you think how i think but just to make sure you're thinking and when it really comes down to it, Gucci, Versace, Rolex, Mercedes, they really don't care about black people. They don't care about black people's issues. When we're out there fighting for justice, fighting for equal rights, these brands are not going to stand behind us. They're not going to provide resources. They're not going to donate money. They're not going to stand with us. They just won't. But we sure will stand with them. That's <laughs> just another thing to think about. Hey, yo. This is the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can catch the broadcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Please, everyone, follow me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. If you like what you hear, share with a friend. Hit the like button. Don't be afraid to comment on the posts. If you want to support the show even, even further, my latest work, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy, it is available on Amazon.com. That's my time. I'll catch you guys on the next broadcast. Degree. All I'm asking you. I'm, and it ain't but, no Ralph, though. Uh, it, it ain't, ain't Ralph but, level. But let me ask you this. I'm asking What's you. What's the name of your clothing line? We don't know. Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Because I lost.